mean, it depends on if you got it on, though. Imagine going to the club and you start glowing in the dark, nigga. Like, you the only one. That makes that sounds very uncomfortable. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Shit can go. Very uncomfortable. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, okay. I mean, right. I, I think this is about the type of person you are. Like, being icy in the club, I really don't give a fuck about. I think you don't interest me at all. I think you can turn into that guy. I think once that ice hits you, I think once you put that shit on, you can turn into something else. Like that shit can take over. That ice is powerful. It's gonna be if it's icy, it's gonna be icy wherever I'm at. It ain't gonna be just be icy in the club. It's icy. Yeah, but you gonna feel like that guy, like, like look at me, moms. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I could do this all night. I could do this all fucking night. <laughs> we're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. It's been a while. What episode is this? Episode 192. Yo, what's going on, good people? It's your boy, Fresco Fame, one half of the podcast, brothers, bringing you to episode 192. That's what you just said, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, episode 192. I'm your boy, Fresco Fame. You can follow me on Twitter, at Fresco Fame, and on Instagram, at Fresco Famous. Or one or the other. Switch it up. I don't know. I might be wrong. Yeah, you've been... Honestly, like, you get on me about the intros, but you've never got that that Twitter shit down at Instagram. Nigga, name, you be too long. Fresco Frame, been famous and shit, like... No, it's only Fresco Fame. Okay. That's it. But I just don't know if it's... Fresco famous on Instagram or Twitter, or Fresco fame on Instagram or Twitter. I think There's some 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 fucking dickhead out there tried to take a bitch name, so I had to. I can't have it the same on both. That's crazy. And I think I got my intro down. Uh, it's your boy Flaw Seven Hundred, aka Flaw Claw Van Dam, aka Flaw Cigar, oh! aka your boy Dumb Some Goy. Hey. Oh. I suck it to you. Yeah, Nobody ever calls you some dumb goy, by the way, but it's all right. <laughs> hey, dumb son, that's the master. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's the guy you search for when you're trying to find that, 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 that you know what I mean? That glow deep within. No? Dumb some goy sure. was the master the whole time. Sure. on the last dragon. You, you know, dumb some goy was the fortune cookie machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> That nigga, that nigga wasn't nobody, bro. It was a <laughs> couple of Asian niggas faking hip hop, trying to be cool and shit. And they was just that nigga just took a fortune cookie way too seriously. Like, that's, nah. that's what that's what Last Dragon is all about. <laughs> my my story is dumb. Some nah. boy is the real master. He was the the that that dude that you went to look for for guidance and to find that within. Once once Leroy found dumb some goy, wasn't no wasn't no stopping him. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on though? How has been your two weeks? If you haven't known, we've been we're going to do these episodes every other week. Uh, so we had off last week. The reception of the podcast, brothers, was astounding. Appreciate everybody that tuned in live and on the uh, recorded audio. So basically, the reason for us recording every other week, you know, instead of every week and doing it remotely instead of in person, is that you know we're trying to limit the amount of times that we don't like each other and have. Uh, lapses and recording. So no, that's not true. That's not true. I don't know yeah, what I, you're talking I'm about. Speaking for myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm speaking fully for myself. Okay. <laughs> so how how has your weeks been? How has the two weeks that we have not heard from you on the pod been? How's everything? 
man, everything is the same as it was two fucking weeks ago. Right. right. <laughs> Chilling. Mm-hmm. Working. You know, regular shit, dad shit, all that. Gotta go pick little man up from school in a little bit. Matter of fact, probably as soon as we get done this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to go swimming today. I'm gonna take the fan swimming, maybe, but it's a scorcher out there, man. Yeah, what's your what's your Not, what's your swim area of choice? Are you a beach or a pool guy? Pool. I ain't getting yeah. the fucking beach water. I'm a pool guy. I don't. I don't like sand. I don't like the beach water. I don't like the beach. Beach is trash. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like this. I ain't gonna say it's trash. I like the scenery of the beach. Yeah. I just don't necessarily like swimming each in the beach water. I'll walk along the beach, no problem. You know, I just don't like. I'm not about to dive and yeah. be fucking in the beach water like that. I did that one time in South Beach, Miami, and. I got sunburned so bad on my fucking face. It was terrible. Like, yeah. Beach but water. It's just nasty water, man. Like, I don't want to swim in, in this fucking this this world's water, man. Let me let me go check out the oceans on Mars. Maybe them, maybe them shits is lit, but <laughs> let me get a pool and I'm good. Yeah, beach water. It's just the beach period is a lot. The sand, the hot ass sand, the uh just just it's a lot. I'd rather be on the pool. Yeah, go on the right day. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I go on the right day. But I, the breeze that comes off the beach is amazing. It's just very relaxing scenery. There's something about big bodies of water that's extremely relaxing to me. So I can just sit there and just stare at the water. But I'm not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my two weeks have been cool. Still still doing what I do. Got Boy, got some new ink on the arms. I'm trying you to decide. It? Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I want to cover the entire arm up. Or more you of might it. as well do it. I'm about to get inked up too. You might as well just go for it, man. Full body ink, man. Inked up Let's do where? It. You don't have nowhere else to put ink. Ink where? I got mad space. How you coming, bro? <laughs> ink. I got where? mad space. We got mad. To- just, just watching, bro. If Lil Wayne can get more tats, nigga, I can get more tats, bro. I dumb dumb niggas that ran out of spots to put tat tat. They started tatting the inside of their gums and eyelids and shit. I ain't never trying to get like that. I ain't trying to get like that neither. <laughs> I'm just making a point. Yeah. If, if Wayne can find more spots to put tats, so can I. Because I'm not even close to having that many. But I, I got a good amount. Mm-hmm. But I'm not finished. Shout out to the uh, Black Mama behind you. Legendary. Queen, All day bro. long. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. All day mm-hmm. long, baby. So where do we want to start this episode off? We got a lot to talk about, actually, man. We got a lot to talk about. Where you want to start off at? Uh, we can start off right with, uh, the first topic we got. What's the first rap song that you learned by heart? Yeah, I seen Lil Duval post this on his, uh, on his Twitter or Instagram, one of them. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It's like, damn, because niggas been listening to music for a long time. And it's usually those first couple of songs you come across that you, that stick with you, that you remember, that make you listen to more, keep listening to music. So coming up, right. I, well, first off, I'll say that I think the first rap song, because we say in rap, the first rap song I think I remember word for word was Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, Summertime. Still a classic, still a classic. Yeah, 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 that, 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 that was that one. Uh, but a crazy story, though, right, is, you know, back in the day when there was used to be night nap time, when they used to make you take naps. Uh, back in the day, I, I was a big fan of Video Soul. I don't know if y'all remember Video Soul. I might, might be getting too old for y'all, but Video Soul. And it'd be like the top 20 songs. So it'd be, it would be a mixture of R&B and hip-hop. But That's most, what you listen to at nap time? 
no, no, let me, let me, let me, let me finish. <laughs> like, let me finish. But so they would play them. And it's a lot of boys to men. It was just a, whatever was popping back then in the 90s, it was on uh, 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 Video Soul. So during nap time, I would actually create a top 10 of my own and sing every song word for word. Like I would say, number 20, uh, guy. And I would just mm-hmm. sing that song. I would just sing that song, the whole song. Number 19. And then I would pick a song. Like to yourself? To myself, yeah, yeah. During that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then like number All 19. Right. So when you ask this question, what was the first rap song? Unknown caller. Uh-oh, uh-oh. When you asked me what was the first rap song, uh, I was like, damn, rap song? Because I, I think I first got into, like, I was actually remembering R&B way more than uh, hip-hop. Put your phone on silent, man. Damn. I know, right? I didn't expect people to be hitting me up around this time. Um, so I was like a big R&B guy listening to a lot of, like, I knew Boyz II Men songs word for word. Didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. <laughs> right. Nigga was like, we belong together and you know I'm right. I was so young. I'm like, so what is he saying? Like, what, what, what does that even mean? Like, are y'all together? You're not. I, 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 ain't, even, I ain't even think about it. I are just you, sung the shit. Just right. kept moving. Like, <laughs> are you stalking us? Like, what are we doing here? Right. So that was my thing. But if I'm correct, Will Smith's Summertime was definitely mine. What was yours? Um... Mine, I think, my first rap song was probably Mo Money, Mo Problems. Really? Yeah. See, you like... like Mo Money, Mo Problems. You're only three years younger than me, but you... Because I didn't really gravitate towards stuff until I got a little older. Right. So, um, I wasn't... Like, the only thing with music that at that age, I think when Mo Money, Mo Problems came out, I was probably in, like, fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, remembering that on my own, the only sense of music I had before that was diving through your box of cassette tapes and, and Wu-Tang <laughs> tapes. Like, I think you used to have big-ass Timbaland boxes full of cassette tapes. Yeah. And uh, you, playing, you playing on Wu-Tang tapes and your little boom box was the only was the only bit of music I would really get until I stumbled upon, uh, until I stumbled upon it myself, so... Uh yeah, my fifth game, more money, more problems came out. Now I remember I wanted to be like Puffy because and Mace they had the shiny shoots. I thought them shoots was cool as hell. <laughs> and that's when goggles was popping. They had the goggles to the side. Oh shit! They, you see what they got on with the fresh, with the with the with the uh, with the low cut Air Forces, with the the the, uh, the stitching of the color that they wearing on a suit on a sneaker. Nah, that that's fresh. I want to do that. You are the first so, person yeah. that I've heard say that thought. Bro, I was in the fifth suit. grade, bro. Like. I was in the fifth grade. Come like, you on. just described their whole gear. Like, you see the Air Force ones? I, I remember, bro. I remember being <laughs> extremely fascinated. I thought that shit was cool. I thought I was going to get me one. Like, I remember Mace had the red, they had, Mace had the red one in the little room when they throw your rollies in the sky. It was, I was like, ooh, them niggas cool as hell. Throw your rollies. I ain't even got a rollie, nothing. I got like a fucking Payless watch. I'm like, in the video. And first off, oh, yeah. I had a wide range of music in my uh, Timberland box. It was a lot of music in there. And bro, I used- it was mostly all New York niggas, bro. CNN, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, all fucking 38 members of them. Nas. So we like, talking, It was all New York shit. So we talking late 90s, early 2000s. Who else was out? That Like, that was it at the time. Uh, I, I, I wasn't... I don't fucking okay, know. Okay, Again, okay, I wasn't well, into it, so I don't okay, know. Okay, well, well, I'm just saying, really, at that time, no internet. Wasn't no internet, really. 
so all you knew was your local celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't like you ain't really listen. Me personally, I, I know some people gonna listen to this and claim they was listening that's to until, Too Short. That's until a, Cash Money comes. Well, Cash, you listen to Cash Money. Okay. Cash Money. Then I had Cash Money in that Timberland box. Absolutely. Yeah, cash Money's probably in there. Yeah. That's a fact. Thanks for bringing that up because I'm like one of the only ones that was listening to like all them BGs, not just 400 nah, degrees. Naquan was. To shout out to Naquan. He okay. lived in Atlanta now, but okay. Naquan from down the street yeah. when we lived on Locust. Yeah. Naquan and all them and Ace and them niggas, they was all bubbing that cash money. I'll never forget that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. That nigga was dead serious about his cash money. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Naquan. I hope you see this shit because yeah. he's going he gonna to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely was, uh, I had like a whole bunch of See that's see that's the time I missed though. Honestly, like I'm not a big fan of the what's this called DSPs. Like what is it called? But basically the streaming services. Like it's cool. Oh, okay. It's cool, but it's nothing better than actually buying buying you know a tape and uh, just having it and cherishing it and playing it for a month and, nah, and stuff fuck like that. that. You want that bullshit? I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> Let me get that streaming, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you buy it, the, but then the thing about that is also, back in the day, if you bought somebody's CD, you run the risk of it being trash and wasting yeah. your money. Yeah, that was another <laughs> thing. Like, you know damn. what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I bought. I didn't pay fifteen dollars for this CD, and only like one song, and this whole motherfucker's garbage. Well, that's why. So whereas now in the streaming service, I'm paying for all these songs for a monthly fee, and if I don't like this shit. It is to never be seen on my playlist ever again. And that's why you stick with your guns and you buy all Wu-Tang. You know, you're going to get a good, a decent <laughs> album out of that. <laughs> but speaking of that era, oh, since we're there, you want to uh, uh, talk about the uh, the verses that, that that just went down a few weeks ago? Oh, man. Real so, quick. I'm sure everybody's talked about it, you know what I'm saying, since it happened. But the most epic versus battle that to date has taken place Um was the last Sunday at Madison Square Garden, the locks versus dipset, bruh. Now, going into it, just like all the verses, it's always, you know, uh, fans sticking or siding with who they think is going to win or who they think the better group of artists is. And to my dismay, there were a lot of people going for dipset. And I don't know if niggas actually listen to music or if you just roll with who your favorite is. But if you actually listen to music, you would know. Dipset might have had more anthems and, like, a bigger impact as far as, like, street niggas or whatever, maybe. I don't know. But the locks are clearly just better rappers and performers. And that shit showed a hundred times over. Like, how did we know It was just... How do we know what? How do we know that they were going to be better performers? I personally didn't know that. I had Dipset winning. I think Dipset. Well, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of looked at it like I was looking at them as individuals, like people, like Dipset and some Hollywood niggas, like they street niggas went Hollywood. Yeah. The Locks been the same exact niggas since they came out, bro. Yeah. They've been the same niggas. Yo, I'm out here. What's up, baby? I'm regular, just like mad regular. You know what I'm saying? Like I fuck with Dipset. I like their music. But you can tell them niggas ain't been on stage together in like 15 years. Yeah. You can tell they ain't really got no chemistry together. They be- probably barely even talk to each other. It was one part where, you know, Ju- uh, uh, Jada was talking the whole time. And Joel's kind of started going back and forth with him at one point. And wasn't nobody saying shit. But then Hicko Cam in the background talking, yo, let me talk. Joel's let me talk. I'm like... You ain't the leader. It's like niggas don't even listen to you. Like, Technically, <laughs> let he them is. talk, Jewels. I was like, 
Well, why would he just stop talking because he said let him? Like, no, like but those is grown ass men though. Like, I'm I'm not the 18 year old you signed, Cam. I'm like let him talk. Now. You, let him talk. You guys, I'm like nigga, shut the fuck up. Like that shit was just weird. Cam was late. Then it looked like he left early, and then he came back. Like I don't know, it was just weird. Like you could tell the niggas was there for whatever benefit was there for them, whether it was a check, whether it was the exposure, or whether it was just the pictures to post on the Instagram. But you could also tell that the locks was prepared. They knew what they came to do. They knew how to win the crowd over, and and it was live vocals. Them like the dipset niggas was doing over, talking over they over their own fucking records, like. Yeah. They didn't know the words, like like Jada said. It's like Jewel Jay was like Jimmy ain't even know the words. <laughs> but it was like it was like no contest, like no nah. everything. But it's, I'm listening. Go ahead. Well, everything you saying is correct. I'm just saying we didn't know none of that till them niggas got on stage. We didn't know that there was no 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 uh, chemistry between them, and, and you forget that you know them niggas dip Cam Jimmy. They don't really rock with each other really like that. Like, but... I ain't forget that shit. Yeah, but, like, the locks is cool, but you see a lot of Jada. Like, you don't see them together a lot either. And if you've never... And I actually went to a Bad Boy concert and saw the locks perform, and I actually saw the locks perform again at the Rough Rider uh, uh, tour, but I never saw... I saw the locks perform at Onyx Strip Club in Philly. Man, it was I was dope. there with you. I was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Yep. Styles P came out with some gym shorts and a big-ass bottle of Henny. <laughs> and uh, some flip-flops. Back when Beanie Siegel was like... Beanie uh, was there, yeah. yeah Beanie he was, was like, standing, hey, Philly, this is the locks. Yeah. He was there, too. Siegel yep, was standing yep. right next to me. Like, that's when yep. Siegel had that big-ass head. Like, you couldn't, like, Siegel... Oh, there. shit. You know what? I actually met... I did. We met Siegel that night. That's great. I forgot all about that. You met him? Because I didn't. I, I ain't yeah, said that to him. I dapped him up right okay. before he went on stage, and he was he he cursed the crowd out for not being energetic enough when the, when the locks was on stage. Right before he went on stage, I was like, "Yo, what's up? See what's good." He dapped me. He looked like he was drunk as fuck, or he ain't even care. Yeah, he just happened to see. Something. And he just kept, you know, what I'm saying? he just kept it going. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that night. Yeah, but a, a lot of the stuff that you just described when it came to Dipset was, you know, stuff that we saw that night. Like, oh, these niggas don't know the words to their rhymes. Uh, you know, I mean, Freaky Ziki was, bruh, like, like Freaky Ziki. Freaky, st- Freaky stole, the, stole the show and not in a good way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. It's like, somebody we, we tweeted, it was war. like, they was on like song 19 and somebody tweeted, was like, this nigga Freaky ain't run out of moves yet. <laughs> 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 like that, listen, I've, I've always, whatever Freaky Ziki, whatever part he played, like on the Dipset albums, I've always skipped them. Like I thought his skits, always thought his skits was stupid. Always thought every girls with the pretty face and the pretty rise. What's that? That's <laughs> that was my shit. Okay, that was on. That was a skit off. Uh, Come home with me. Yeah, but um, anytime Freaky did like a skit or whatever, I was always like skipping it because I just never was a fan of his man. Um, so. I, I wasn't expecting Freaky. There's a lot of things I wasn't expecting, like Freaky Ziki. To you be know, he amazed me, though, because he looked like he was hot as hell, but yet he never came out that track jacket that had all those shades on fucking night with all those moves. I know his shades was fogged up from all the dancing that she was doing. He never removed any extra layers that he was wearing. I know, And he danced the whole yeah. fucking night. I know a cokehead when I see one. <laughs> I know... I know that I know the coke moves when I see them, bro. Like it's just not right. A nigga gonna take a break. Like, right, right. I'm tired of dancing. Like a nigga go that nigga took no breaks, bro. And uh, so basically, I mean, the, 
the locks molly whopped him and just and just watching it Easy. after it you know what i mean just just listening to them how they came up under diddy came up under big came up under the whole bad boy just came up under x came up under so many legends of course they was prepared for this and Dipset is really just a, a group of individuals a, a, a bunch of people cameron you know I me mean, put on you know, it, it, if this was Cam versus a Jada Kiss or Cam versus anybody, could have went differently. Could have went a little smoother. Jada a still would have won. Jada still would have won. I think Jada's energy is why. It's he's, just the showman. It's yeah, just the showman. Yeah, kiss. Yeah, kiss. Like, you know what like, I'm saying? Like, like, like it's it just, if it wasn't no crowd there, maybe it would have been different. Right. If it wasn't a crowd, maybe it would have been different. Like imagine, you know what I'm saying? Imagine them playing them songs over Instagram. In your living room, it's it, it's different. Right, it's different. That's that's completely different. But when you like, well, as I was watching it, uh, and for those of y'all that don't know, you download the fight app when the verses come on, and you can stream it right to your TV. It's like watching a fucking concert for free. Like it was fucking amazing. So I got the shit up on the TV, and I'm watching it. And when JD was like, "Hold on, is this not New York?" Is this not the Mecca hip hop? Why are they rapping? Why are they not rapping their words? Why are they rapping over the beat? Y'all could have stayed in the car for that. This is live vocals. Like, yo, I felt like I was there. Like, I felt all that energy. It was just too dope. And from that moment, for me, he he won the whole shit. Like, it was, right. they didn't recoup. They didn't recoup from that for the rest of the night. That's what I was trying to tell people. Like, trying to explain it so that way. Kiss was so energetic. Like, he had them winning. Like, he beat them off his charisma alone. Like, yeah, like no, yeah. nobody probably would have noticed Santana not knowing the lyrics. They probably wouldn't have noticed. They would have noticed that ugly-ass outfit, though. Oh, man. He, he... <laughs> Somebody said that nigga looked like Apollo Laundry on the edge of the bed. Right. <laughs> Come but, on, that, man. but that's crazy how a versus that was so one-sided. I think the I think the last one that was this one-sided to me, but was still good, was Jeezy and Gucci. I think Jeezy smoked Gucci, but it was still entertaining. And you I think so? Oh, it was yeah. entertaining. It was entertaining. I, I like both, actually. Well, both what? Both artists or both verses? Both artists in the Jeezy and Gucci joint. I, I, like, I, I appreciate both of them. Yeah, so so that mm -hmm. one was a good versus, even though I think Jeezy won easily. And I think the locks won easily. It's just, it just didn't look, it, it was dope, dope. And it was, and even though Dipset might have lost 19, 18, 2, or whatever Kiss said. It's 20, no, 20, oh. <laughs> nah, bro, they ain't. They, they didn't Man, win this shit. I'm not even going to give niggas credit for the two. Like, fuck that two. That shit don't even count. Like, two points? You want two points. I mean, give me... I want, all, I want all you mine, want fam. You want two points. I want all mine, even if it's... Uh, 18 to 2 and 20 and 0. That's the same shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same shit to me. Oh, uh, man. So, we was watching the... Uh, Speaking of New York, speaking of, you know what I mean, like a ruckus crowd, just speaking of shit happening, uh, 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 we was watching the uh, the documentary of the Malice in the Palace, right? Oh, uh, man. In it's New York. That's crazy. Right. Just, no, just in decided, Detroit. I know, I know, but I was saying Ryan Artest is from Queens, New York. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And uh, basically, I, I wasn't going to watch it. You suggested that I watch it. I turned it on. I didn't want to watch it because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, you know I mean? Whatever, whatever. But documentaries. I, I felt the same way. But then when I watched it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Have you noticed whenever you put on a documentary, it always makes something make sense of some dumb shit? It sucks you in all the yeah, time. As yeah. I'm watching it at the beginning, I was like, why the fuck are they talking about the early stages of Jermaine O'Neal's career? I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Just show me the fight. But then it made sense at the end where it was like, yo, he he's the one that lost the most 
out of all of that shit as far as his potential in his career. I'm not too mad at the, that Jermaine O'Neal story because I didn't really follow his career. I know he was in Portland. But see, you don't know. I think the story is important of when you are the man on your high school team and college team and you go to the pros and now you're the fourth best player on your position. You don't know how to handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these guys... Are, Jermaine O'Neal was the best at that time in his position on his team. Nah, if you watch the, the joint, he was behind Rashid. He was behind a bunch of other big men on Portland. You, no, oh, Portland. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Indiana. No, no, no. He was on Portland first. And oh, they, yeah. That's how it goes when you're a rookie. I know, but he did, he but that, but his thing was he didn't know. Like, he didn't understand that. Like, he went oh, from, because okay. I think he came straight from high school. So he went yeah. he, he went from high school being the man to actually going to the league. Now you the fourth on your, in your position. You can't even get off the bench. Like, players need rhythm. Like, a lot of players, it's nice. You watch the summer league? Yo, everybody in the NBA is nice. The summer league, they, they get busy. Like, the yeah. guy that played for the Heat, uh, Struess, whatever his name is, he just hit a game-winning three. Like, But when the season starts, you barely going to see his but when the season if he start, makes the roster. But when the season starts because of the, basically, like, you know, the favoritism, the, the rosters, politics. politics, like, what time you get in the game, the plays ran. Like, there's a lot of things that can stop a player from actually, you know, displaying their potential. But I watched mm-hmm. this guy, a guy that gets no burn on the Miami Heat, walk up, right? It's overtime, and they're playing sudden death. He walks up the court and then basically shoots the three game winner. But you, he's not going to get that opportunity in the NBA game. I say all that to say everybody, right? Everybody in the NBA is nice. I get that. Um, But uh, so, so with Jermaine O'Neal, he uh, came into the league. Now you're the fourth best player in your position. So I appreciate that story. I like to hear that. And And like you said, by the end of the doc, you realize why that was such an important part. Um, right, because I really didn't put two and two together that Ron Artest was the only well, and and, and Jack, Captain Jack, won the ring. Like, everybody won the ring except for Jermaine O'Neal. Another place, <laughs> and and he was the one that actually didn't run in the crowd. Like he wasn't oh, in the crowd at all. Yeah, Ron Artest and Jack, they went up for that motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, can we take a second to acknowledge how real Stephen Jackson is, bro? Like. If he wasn't in the documentary, it would have been a very dry. Yeah, it would have been yeah, so dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that nigga was like, how do you not know Reggie Miller's on the NA basis? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, like, this nigga funny as hell. But, yeah, like, you know, I, I... What people don't realize in that moment, and I hope that documentary shows, is that everything that happened was Ron Artest reacting to shit that people was doing to him. First of all, Ben Wallace is weak as hell yeah. for allowing that foul to make him go that far. He he didn't clip him. He didn't elbow him. He didn't slack him in the back of his head. He gave him a hard foul. Yeah. Even though they was beating the shit out of y'all at that point in the game, you just you was just a little bit too sensitive about it. I think that was his issue. They was they was mad. They, they, they was getting whooped. They was the world champions, and they was getting whooped by the Pacers. And boo, fucking yeah, who? Yeah, like <laughs> because what he did was crazy. Like if you if you like I say, watch the documentary on no, Netflix. He mushed that man is. He mushed Ron like that's a fact. All his shit. But look, it's more to it that I really wasn't. I never really paid attention to. So not only do you mush Ron, right? Then. I didn't notice the part where Ben Wallace started taking off headbands and throwing it at him. Th- now you like off the basket, like Ron, like everybody's separated. You're still trying to get at Ron Artest because of a hard foul. And like they said, it makes sense. Right. We was whooping them. So now the fans that's normally down there 
um, and the expensive seats have left. They left. Which I would have too. We getting whooped. I don't listen. I'm not going to stay to the end of the buzzer if we're not going to win. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not going to stay I'm going in to, traffic. I'm going to be traffic. We just got smashed by twenty. Like right. Uh, so now all the drunken Detroit uh, uh, people come down or whatever. They coming down more. Ben Wallace is throwing stuff at Ron Artest. You might think, yo, if I throw this, I'm gonna, they might not even see me. They might not even get caught. Like. And what's, yep. the, what's the odds that I'm going to hit him? So now you throw the bottle at Ron Artest, now once in mind. I mean, once again. Because Ron Artest has been getting killed for this. When was this, like 15? This is a long, it's a while. It's a long this time. is old. This is 04. Okay. So we it's almost going on 20 years, right? Because they mm-hmm. was like, oh, Ron Artest runs into the stands, but he doesn't want to fight Ben Wallace. Keep in mind what Ron Artest was saying. He was saying in therapy, you relax, you count. And that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to calm down. So not only mm-hmm. did was he trying to, uh, I mean, calm down from the Ben Wallace situation, and then y'all still throw shit at him. Like it's just a difference, fam. Like don't tell me right. you can spit on me. Don't tell me you can throw stuff on me. Like, like yeah, Ben Wallace did aggressively approach me, but everybody was holding his back. You get what I'm saying? It's like, all right. right. And normally you don't really see this in the NBA. Everybody relax. What Captain Jack say? Normally, people don't want to fight. No, they don't want to fight. Nobody want to fight. Yeah, nobody's man. fighting in the NBA. Like, it's too much to lose, yeah, bro. Like, you're not fight fighting in the NBA, bro. Like, you really not about to, like, like, shout out to Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. Like, they got it on. Oh, they got right. Yeah, you know I mean, Woo. yeah, like they, they got it on. Kobe, Reggie Miller, like they like there's some fights that 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 did happen, but it's like one when Carmelo hooked uh, the other boy on the Knicks. Remember that in New York? I would say that. That was nasty, bro. I, I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even <laughs> say. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that was a fight, bro. That was that was that was bad. But uh, so so Ben Wallace, like I blame Ben Wallace for the malice in the palace. Uh, so basically, I blame Ben Wallace and the asshole who threw the beer, man. That's a fact. So Ron Artest runs in the stands and actually attacks the wrong person. Uh, and Captain Jack, he shout out to Captain Jack fan. Captain Jack goes up there and um. He said as soon as he ran up there, he was going to try to help Ron. And as soon as he got up there, he saw the guy, another guy throw a bear in his face. Right. And that's the dude he hooked. Boom. ASAP. Right. right wow. Right. Mopped him. Yo, that was, it was a crazy scene. No security was there. Like, like I said, a documentary, not saying that they shouldn't have, you know what I mean, swung it. To me, they swung it in the player's favor where you could tell that those three men were the victim of, you know what I mean, like just some hate. Some, some, some just, just, just hate in Detroit. Cause watching it live, you like, firstly, personally, me, ne- never me was, do I, um, associate money with how you should handle yourself if you feel like you're being violated. But everybody right. was saying, look yeah. at these millionaires. Look, the at these- look at these millionaires acting like thugs. Yo, that nigga threw a beer on me. Yo, here's another millionaire saying, his millionaire homie getting jumped by some broke niggas. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm going in there. Like. That's a fact. That, that, listen, this is not a knock on all white people, right? But this kind of reminds me of the recent video. Have you seen that video where old girl was like, you made my boyfriend cry? You saw that one? Mm-mm. Okay, well, there's this video out, right, where, you know, these this white lady comes on another person's yard and she says, you made my boyfriend cry, right? So they get into this argument. So the guy is, everybody's yelling, touch me, touch me. I bet you won't touch me. Because if you touch them, they'll call the cops. Not actual fight back. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the video was like five minutes long, if not longer, a fight breaks out. The guy that's recording it, that's cursing everybody out, he's getting his ass whooped. Is that at Popeye's? Nah, this, this is at the yard. Oh, he's getting his ass okay. whooped. Right. He kindly gets up 
and grabs the water hose because he because he was wetting his chicks up. He was wetting with the water hose. So some dude went over there, start beating him up. Bang, bang. So after they break the fight up, he grabs the water hose again and starts wetting him again. I'm like, fam, you just got your ass beat. Like you just got beat. Like they don't like it. it like so, my thing is sometimes Dummy. with the white media, when somebody punches you in the face, they take it. They take it. They don't. They don't fight back. Well, we not from that community. If somebody's attacking me, we attacking them. Yeah, Ron Artest. Man, I asked my son the other day, "What do you do if somebody hits you in school?" He said, "Daddy, I'm going to tell the teacher." I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "No, no." You slap their ass back, and then you tell the teacher. He said, "But Daddy, that's wrong." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Oh, God. <laughs> that's one thing <sighs> about your kids, man. You don't want to like. I've had that situation happen. You know, picking my son up for camp. Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Such and Such, we got to let you know that there was an altercation today. Uh, somebody, you know, they hit your kid or whatever. Uh, and, of course, you want to make sure they're okay. But then they hit your head. You're like, well, what did you do? You know, did you hit them right. back? Like, like you want them to hit them back. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing you don't want to have is that kid that gets punched in the face and they just sit there. So, they didn't hurt. No, 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 no. Right, nah. We're nah, not about nah. to do that. I don't. It doesn't matter nah. that it didn't yeah. hurt. Like you're not right. going to be that kid that well it didn't and hurt. and yes it did yeah right, don't lie to me <laughs> don't fuck a lot you got punched in the face bro so no way you can tell me that shit didn't hurt like right and, and and don't and don't start crying five minutes later uh, right so basically you know what I mean Ron Artest Jermaine O'Neal and um, Stephen Jackson uh, was surrounded they got by suspended yeah they they were surrounded by a lot of hate the the chairs they was throwing chairs they was throwing drinks on everything it was crazy they was. Yo, so you stuff. so so you watch these three men get attacked, and the first thing the media goes and do is, oh, look at these millionaires, look at these thugs, look at these. Right. And I'm sitting there watching it getting hot. It's like, yo, bro, I hate, I hate the media, I hate yeah. the media and how they portray us, man. Like, it's it's it 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 made me so hot, and that's why I stay away from certain shows because it pisses me off. It puts me. You in know who made me mad? The little fat fucker that ran on the court and squared up with our test in the documentary. Talk some. He tried to make it seem like they were looking for seats or some shit like that. When he clearly made his way down to the court and squared up with our test. Like he hopped in our test face like this. Like, what's up? The heart our test popped off on a stupid ass. Yeah. <laughs> Gave him work. And then he dropped him, and that's when Jermaine O'Neal saw the scuffle and then ran over and hit him. With the like the meanest jab I've seen at that time, and knocked his ass out. Yeah, but luckily Jermaine O'Neal slipped and fell because that that clean joint would have, like Reggie said, that would have been a body, and Jermaine O'Neal wouldn't even man. been there to actually uh, uh do that documentary. He tore that. He tore his face up. They he said, still got him good. They he said, still got him good. They said they got to the back, and uh, Ron Artest was like, "They won't get in trouble." <laughs> I don't know where you like what? Yeah, <laughs> dope one is that? Yeah, uh, it's a good doc- it's a good documentary though. But it just I think uh, what I got from it the most is that basically is it just again it shows you how the media manipulates the actual story, bro. Like it wasn't about what actually happened. It was just about basketball players with money fighting. Like that's it. And yeah. just because you have money, you're supposed to allow disrespect to happen to you. Yeah, like never. That's just never going to be the case. Like I'm sitting there watching documentaries. Like, bro, we need our own league. Like I'm just hot. Like even though this was like 20 years ago. Like, yo, we need our own right. league. Uh, like David Stern. Like I know David Stern just passed. You know, rest in peace, David Stern. Rest in peace. But yeah. you hot. Like, yo, look at these. Like, look, come on, bro. Like, but at the end of the day, you get it because the objective is to protect the brand. 
Like the objective is like at the end of the day, the people don't care. Like nobody right. and like cares. they said too, David Stern, like uh, the 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 sentencing to, to to suspend them came like two days after it happened, and no, like they didn't even reach out to call them to talk to them and figure out what happened. Like they just went based off the video mm-hmm. or the initial video. I don't think they went to the palace and did like a full investigation and wanted to see every single video angle of everybody that was involved or whatever like that. They literally. Was only looking at the three players involved. Like, yeah, the cop was even about to mace Reggie Miller. He was in a suit trying to get Artest off the court. That's why Stephen Jackson was like, "How do you not know who Reggie Miller? If you're from Indiana and you live in Indiana, how do you how do you not know Reggie Miller is on the Indiana Pacers, bro? Like, it's just ridiculous. I hated everything about that because if you actually look at that part, Reggie Miller with a suit on, a guy with a suit on, had run Artest and he was walking off. The cop ran up with mace. Bro, nobody's in danger, right? Like, it's not like Ron Artest was... And, and Reggie Miller is fighting. Yeah, that's not what you saw. Like, I don't understand right. why is it that everybody else could see something different, but sometimes and, police just can't. Like, they always think they see danger when black men are around. And then the nigga said, I didn't know it was Reggie Miller at the time. He had a suit on. Bro, if he has a suit on, that means he's doing some business. He's a man of business. Everybody else that was involved either had on a uniform or they had on street with her. Like nobody else, he had to like, the, the corporate officers up there fighting everybody involved in the melee had a suit on. Like, and that Reggie just, Miller was the only six, eight nigga out there with a suit on. And that just goes to show you what they think about black people, bro. Cause Reggie Miller don't look like nobody but Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is no, a one of a kind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, look like, he look like the planter's nut guy, <laughs> but he don't look and, like nobody else. And you know the planter's nut guy ain't in Indiana. So that gotta be <laughs> Reggie Miller. Come on, man. So. The media, once again, we're talking about something that happened in 2004, damn near 20, almost 20 years later. The media is at it again. The USA basketball team just won gold. And boy, did they try to make a big deal out of Kevin Durant and uh, Draymond Green. Unknown caller. And uh, Draymond Green. Hotline. I know, man. It's a, a, so basically, they try to make a big deal out of Draymond Green and uh, Kevin Durant being a little saucy after winning gold, after... Our, your own people, America, said that they couldn't beat France at the, you know, this isn't, you know, every time the Olympics run around, uh, roam around, they compare the basketball team to the dream team. And people always mm-hmm. leave out the fact that the dream team played a bunch of plumbers and, you know, people who knew nothing about basketball. Not saying they wouldn't have won anyway, but every game, it's not. They definitely would have won. They probably, they, they would have won anyway, but that's, mm-hmm. but every game is not going to be a 40 point blowout. Like, we got to get over that. It's going to be some competitive games, and I'm all here for it. I, I love the competitiveness of the world because it, it, it makes it feel like you want something. Man, you got all these other players. You got all these other people competing and wrestling and the beam. you like, man, you don't know who's going to win. Hockey, right. volleyball. But when it comes to the men's basketball team, we're supposed to just watch everyone. What does that gold medal win if you win by 50 a game? I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's true. I get that. I gotta. I, I personally want to issue an apology to the U.S. men's basketball team. I didn't think they was going to do it. I didn't think so. I didn't think they were a good enough team to do it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they did it, and I'm not mad that they gloating about doing it neither. Like, hey, man, I don't know if people know, but shitting on your haters is a pretty good feeling. <laughs> yeah, you should try it sometime. But, you know, still be classy about your shit. But if it's people publicly doubting you, and they publicly putting you down for your ability and your craft that you work on day in and day out for months and years. And when you achieve what they said you wasn't going to do, and you got to, you got to get your your nose rubbed in that. 
And especially, you know I mean? especially if you Kendrick, if you Kendrick Perkins, because he was the main about, culprit. Yeah, exactly. He, he yeah, the, you got to hear all that, bro. But, it, but he's been on fire for the last few months, bro. First off, I mean, he said some wild stuff before, but he started to catch my attention when he said the Phoenix Suns was the next dynasty before they even won. Like they up two nothing, and he goes, "They're the next dynasty." They didn't even win. They didn't even win the championship. <laughs> they, they lost the next four games. They, they lost the next four <laughs> games, and then, yeah. and then. Uh, draft night, he couldn't even pronounce the kid's name. Like, people was making fun of him pronouncing the kid's name. Third, he picked, he 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 said the Olympic team wouldn't win. So now, like, I get it, right? Shock jockeys, right? Like, right. we talk a lot about the Skip Baylesses, the uh, 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 Stephen A. Smiths. Like, we talk about people who stand out. Why? Because they say some crazy stuff, but sometimes they write and they stand on it. And mm. on radio... Like, in order to be put on, sometimes you got to say or do the most craziest things to stand out. People hate you or love you, and you just become that shock. Because the thing shock. about it is, when you, say, when, you, when you say shit for shock value and you get the reaction you're looking for, now, even though you're going to say some bullshit that people don't agree with, people still going to listen to what it is you're going to say next. But Perk is and having... And that equals ratings and shit, so yeah, but, going, you're going to get put on shows. But Perk is having the opposite effect, I believe, because we all think he's an idiot. We think he's trash. <laughs> like, he's having the opposite effect. Like, this this could lead Perk on to his own show. Like, I get what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Perk could have his own show. He could start getting paid more money, but he doesn't... But he's just not smart. So people don't respect him on the court. Like, Boston lied. Oh, man, if Perk didn't get it hurt that year, he played the Lakers... Wouldn't have mattered. Like Perk is not going to. He he's not the change. He's not the difference in championships. I don't know actually because he was a defensive difference maker at that point in time during those two championship runs that the Lakers and the Celtics played to each other. Now, me personally, I was extremely happy that he got hurt because I knew that heightened our chances. But he was a he was a difference in the middle. In those series at that time. But fuck him anyway, because we won that second one. But, but I'll anyway, say when you got Pierce, Garnett, Ray, and Rondo as the fifth guy, you know, you can be Superman because we're we're hiding how trash you are. That's just me. You could put that's you true. Could, you, you can't put, hide that shit in OKC. You couldn't hide that nowhere. Anywhere else he went, you couldn't hide that shit. So we'd be like, oh man, Perkins, Perkins. No, bro. You're 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 decent on a super team. Right. So basically, the media, I, I, I just hate how the media portrays us, and it's just had me in my bag as to, I can't, this is why I be thinking sometimes we need our own media. You know what I'm saying? Even, I mean, we can be our worst critics as well, you know? But that's, that's just, why LeBron do what he do. That's why he started the uninterrupted shit. LeBron don't do interviews. You don't see LeBron on yeah. ESPN or none that, of that shit. I'm doing my own interviews. You never see LeBron on ESPN, like ever. It's like Jay-Z going to the Breakfast Club. Like, you just don't see that shit. And as you, and, and you just don't go, I think the older players, as you can see them being kind of like uh, rebellious when it comes like after game interviews, they don't want to talk to people. Like I've seen Kevin Durant mm-hmm. a few times say like, Barkley, what are you talking about? Like, like people, <laughs> right. like, like pe- people are just frustrated with like, bro, I don't want to talk to y'all after the games. Because these analysts actually, when they speak on certain shit, these niggas don't be knowing shit, bro. They don't. They just take their knowledge of what they know based on their experiences and they apply it to the situations with players that they don't even talk to about the shit that's going on. That's why Kevin Durant always getting on niggas like, like, bro, I it was one time him and Stephen A. Smith was going at it. Stephen A. Smith said some shit about him going to go to state or whatever. And he was like, bro, nobody in my family talks to Stephen A. Smith. How the fuck did he <laughs> how did he get that information? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I, these niggas be making shit up, man. Some of them have reliable sources. 
some of them get little information, a little bit of information from their sources, and then they stretch it and exaggerate it to make it seem like more. So they have a story. They got bosses on their ass. They got a deadline. Yeah, they got yeah. material to provide. So they're going to try to stretch whatever information it is they can get and try to make it seem like something. So they ask to stay on TV. <laughs> yeah, and I don't get it. You ever be watching some of them? I'm watching uh, Summer League yesterday, and I forgot the player's name. But, you know, they go out and they interview, they, they, they interview you at halftime. And his response was, as long as both teams play hard. No, as long as we play together, we should be okay. That's another question. As long as both teams play together, we should be okay. It's a waste of time. Let them go to the locker room and get ready for the second half. We do not need an interview. Like, they used to do that with Greg Popovich. Yeah. Like, Greg Popovich, a waste. Like, they just want right, to see his right. reaction. They just want to yeah. get a reaction out of you. <laughs> Like, right, you yeah. know he mad his team is playing terrible. So you're going to ask him annoying questions. Hey, Pop, what you hey, got to hey, do? Hey, Popovich, it's the it's second half going into the third quarter. You guys are down by 37. What do you suggest your team do to get back in the game? Play defense and score buckets. Bro, we don't need <laughs> Play defense. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck else are you supposed to do here? Like, Yeah. But, uh, hey, yo, if you haven't seen Malice in the... It's not even called Malice in the Palace, but it's one of them it's, untold... Yes, it is. It's called Untold Malice in the Palace. Okay, Untold Malice in the Palace on Netflix. I think they're going to be doing a few more documentaries. Um, that's going to be... The Untold is going to be like a new series on uh, Netflix, so make sure y'all check that out, man. Yeah, check it out. It's entertaining. You ready You ready to get some fresher fiasco? Oh, yeah, but one more thing. Fuck that 04 Pistons team, Absolutely. by the way. Absolutely. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fresher fiasco. Robin from Batman has come out as bisexual. Fresher fiasco. I got a question before I answer. Are there any other uh, homosexual or bisexual cartoon characters or comic book characters, rather? Are they? I'm asking. I'm legit asking. I don't know. Uh, recently, we just saw Loki. I think the Loki character. Loki's gay? Yeah. It, when? He just had the series on uh, Disney. He came out. Yeah, he, uh, the the other, it was a show full of, like, Lokis. So his, the other Loki, the female Loki, whatever. I'm not that, you know what I mean, keen. Like, I'm not that nerd guy on Marvel. So basically, a Loki represents a group of people. It's not just him. But the other Loki was asking him, you know, what he ever think about being in a relationship. He just was like, he, she, whoever. So it's like eggs you had to catch. So stuff like that. So he's like open to oh, anything, wow. anything that comes his way. Uh, uh, I've yeah. Robin's not the I'm first, a, bro. I'm going fiasco, man. I'm going fiasco. I don't mind, you know, people living their life and stuff like that. But then again, maybe it is fresh because, you know, they can write in stuff to uh, uh, have every group feel in, in, included or involved. It's a little weird because he's been a character that we've known for like since the 60s Robin has been in the comic books. I don't know how many Dick Grayson's there have been since then, but this is the first that they're taking this spin with this character. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's tricky. I see the positive in it, but at the same time, you could have made a brand new character and had him be whatever sexual orientation you chose to have him. We've known Robin for a very long time, and I don't understand why they chose him to apply that orientation to. Kind of don't make sense, but um, I would have been. I think I would have 
be more accepting if it was a brand new character that they made instead of a character that we've known our whole lives who's... And I remember Dick Grayson in one of the Batman's movies being like a little Bruce Wayne, a little playboy. Like, he mm-hmm. had honeys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... It's just... It's a little weird, a little bit. Make a new character be with that orientation instead of one that we've known to be how we've known them this whole time. I don't like to switch up. I'm going to go fresh because of the consistency that I'm just seeing. And it's been happening for a long time. So here's the thing with Robin, right? There's never been one Dick Grayson. Like they like, as far as heroes go, like right now we got Captain America. We got the black Captain America, right? So, but he's Captain America. So when they go, Captain America's black. Well, they're not talking about uh, Steve Rogers. He's talking about who another Captain America. So Batman has always changed. Like, he's Bruce Wayne, but then there's always been, like, there'll be a black Bruce Wayne. There'll be a Chinese Bruce Wayne. There'll be a black Superman. There's just always going to be, like, a rotation of characters. And right now, being bisexual or being gay, uh, it could be their turn, like, their avenue for, okay, now, this 2021 Robin, because the because the Robin that they displayed was the Robin from, like, 65, 1965. Like, I get it. It looks like an old character. I don't think they're saying that the original Robin was bisexual. I think that they're saying that we're moving forward with, okay, the new Robin, he's going to be bisexual. But I did also read that they said that Robin always showed traits of uh, that lifestyle. But if you don't know... Since when? If you don't know that lifestyle, then you wouldn't know. You just thought Robin was just being Robin. But apparently, Robin's actions have always displayed... uh, You know, you just had to be uh, in the know to say, okay, I think Robin is one of them, one of them boys. And yeah, I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. I don't believe that one. And another thing, it could represent just being in the closet the whole time and finally coming out. Who else? Who else came out? Uh, Woody. Uh, 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 Woody. Remember uh, Woody from uh Toy from Story? Toy Story? Toy Story. Yeah, Woody came out. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. You know I mean, the toy is gay. I believe so. <sighs> Woody, I believe so. Um. All right. I disagree with your Captain America analogy because other than the new Captain America, there's only been one Captain America. Like even in the comic books, it ain't uh-huh. been that that gene and get passed down or that costume and get passed down to no other nigga. It's been that one same nigga. No. He it, was frozen for 70 years. No. And then he woke up. But in the old comic books, the way Marvel is doing it, the next Captain America was black. Then there'll be a female cat. Like there's, there's always going to be a rotation of Marvel and DC characters. There's always going to change. Oh, so now the the, the Captain America is black. Pretty soon he might be he might be Asian, and after that he might be something else. And then something like they always going to rotate. There's a She-Hulk. There's a there's a something else. I, I think the confusion could be is these these people have been like gay their entire existence. I don't think that's the message, except for Robin. I just think that there's going to be a rotation of characters. With the same name, you know? Like, they gave Will Smith a hard time when he did Wild Wild West. Why? Because that nigga, the cowboy was white. Oh, he black now. So, at the end of the day, to me, it's the same thing. Like, people don't like change. I think they, I think they just gave him a hard time because that shit was garbage, bro. <laughs> 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 if it was good, nobody would have given a fuck if the cowboy was white or black. Like, oh, I, I think so. People See, that's, that's the thing, though. People don't like what their... People don't like their thing tampered with, you know? So that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's People, perfect. That's yeah. the perfect way to because that's how I feel. Like, why yeah. are you going to fuck with Robin? Like, yeah. even though I personally never really gave a shit about Robin, like, 
where Batman at type shit. But yeah, it's like, let's talk about that. You ain't niggas ain't never really give two shits about Robin. <laughs> niggas ain't like, give two shits about Robin. Like when Robin's on the scene and he's trying to handle it, you like, nigga, call Batman. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> call Batman. Niggas like, they the never called like, Robin to handle nothing. And Robin, <laughs> you ever noticed Robin never knew shit that was happening? Like Batman no, he just didn't. Batman, That's why I was like, yo, call Batman, bro. Like you ain't even got the gadgets. Like how yeah. you, how you the underling? And you ain't even got half the half the potential or the gadgets that you ain't even cool. Bro. It's like Batman would just bring him along for the rides. It's just like, holy crap, Batman, right. we're about to die. No, we're not, Robin. I I dip both our suits in anti. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even I dip know both it. our suits in bombing fluid yeah. so that we can smell up the place and get out of here. Like fuck out of here, Robin. No, yeah, Robin I guess, yeah no you're shit. right. I, it's fresh. It's fresh. I'm I'm down with the difference. I guess it's just you know that has been a character that I've known. Forever, as now was like, hey, what's up? It's like your best friend just popping out on you, like, damn, nigga, all this time I'm just finding out. Speaking of knowing somebody all your life, Quentin Tarantino, fresh kept his promise. <laughs> he kept his promise to never give his mother a penny after she belittled him. His writing, fresher fiasco. You go first. Ah, oh man, it's fresh. It's fresh. Uh, Definitely I, fresh. I'm gonna say it's fresh because a lot of times uh, we think about our mothers as black people and how close we are typically to our mothers. Um, but there's another, you know, there's other races out there that, you know, kind of have different love, you know, Eminem has a million disc records towards his mother. You never get it. I just, I just couldn't fathom. I just couldn't fathom like, you know, being that mad at my mother that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I will create a 16. You, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> just not the type of time we on. And by the end of the day, like we've all had a hard time coming up. Like we got beatings, punishment, but just never behaving your mom, which is never the energy. Never. Like you say that shit when the doors close after you got your beating, but she never hear you in the pillow and shit. And you don't really mean it. You don't really mean it. But Quentin Tarantino, mom, man. obviously Quentin Tarantino meant this shit. He said he's not going to give his mother. He's promised to never give his mother a penny because she belittled his writing. Now, I say it's So when, when Quentin Tarantino was a young man trying to get his writing game on and he was, you know, trying to find his way with his talent to get to turn it to a profession, his mother was not too fond of him writing. She said she wanted to do something else, some other shit. And she would say shit to him like, that shit ain't going to pay off for you. You might as well do something else or fuck that writing. Do something, some shit like that. And. She said it to him one particular time, and he decided that when he made it with his writing, he vowed never to give her a penny of his earnings from his writing. And to this day, he's stuck to his guns. So sticking to the script was a person, it'd be goddamn Quentin Tarantino. And I ain't mad at him. And and honestly, just, just to keep going off that, you can know what that's like for when you got a dream and somebody tell you, Right, it's, it's not going to pan out, but they be the one. Man, that shit whack. But if I got a hey, hey, can, can you help me? Like, no. But they be the I'm one. Like a, but they be the ones with their hand out though. Like they be the right. ones. Like as soon as that paper come, they're the ones with the uh, they the ones with with their hand out. And you like, wait a minute, you want some of the money that I've made with my career? You said wouldn't pop off. I mean, right. I would have had that conversation with them, but you still want to provide. It's still your mother, but I still say fresh because at the end of the day. That's, that was your son, and you didn't support his dreams, and he handled it the way he handled it, and you should have been there for you him. Could, you could have told him if that's what you want to do, you could do that, but make sure you don't forget to do this too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't just have to shit on him all the way, and that's why you ain't getting no money. And, uh, you know, and, and, and still, like, back then, 
there was only like a few jobs you can get. Like you better go to college. Like we don't have these conversations these days. Like they try to give you, they try to box you in. College, yeah. you want to be a cop, you want to be a lawyer, like people, a, a writer? <laughs> Writing, a what's, writer? what's that? You fucking kidding me? Are you, <laughs> are you kidding me? A writer? Boy, please stop playing, put that fucking notebook down, go on there, get that construction job. Fuck is you doing? <laughs> and I'm going to go fresh though. You got yeah. it fresh too? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fresh, man. I'm all for the petty, bro. Don't put me down and then expect me to help you with the same means that I earned from which you put me down. No. Fresher fiasco. J.R. Smith is looking into his NCAA eligibility to play golf at the North Carolina A&T State University. Fresher fiasco. That's fresh. That's fresh. Um, I I didn't expect that shit, but it's fresh. Especially now, since you can get paid for your likeness through NCAA, mm. and um, Jermaine, I'm Jermaine O'Neal. J.R. Smith is, you know, a pretty recognizable NBA player. He could probably get some endorsements from golf. Got to check the whole eligibility thing. Say how that works. I'm pretty sure he left college early and some shit like that. He probably left when he was a freshman or a sophomore or something like that. So maybe he has two years of eligibility with the NCAA to play golf, and maybe he's really good and he gets. He racks up some really, really big checks from fucking signing a golf club deal or a golf cleat deal by playing golf with, uh, you know what I'm saying? At, uh, I, th- I forgot the school, A&T, North mm-hmm. Carolina A&T University, yeah, I believe. A&T. So, yeah, I think it's fresh, man. You can If you can find another way to make money after your initial career ends, you know, why the fuck not? I'm going to go fresh, but we just spoke on the media and white media not too long ago. And golf is a different animal. Like Tiger was as clean cut as you can get. They still didn't like him because he was a mixed breed. You get what I'm saying? J.R. Smith is one of them Steven Jackson type of dudes, bro. Probably. I don't think so. Not, not, not now. I don't think now. J.R. Smith is not a wild dude. He don't be, he don't be, he don't be bugging out. Yeah, but he's still J.R. Smith. He's still tattooed up. He still smokes weed. He still looks how he looks. In this golf we're talking about, they're not going. He doesn't look. He doesn't even look as clean as. I'm trying to say he doesn't look as clean as Tiger. Yet they still gave Tiger a hard time. What do you think they're gonna do with Jr. Smith? If I mean, what level of golf he like, plays? Ain't, he ain't gonna be out there in a basketball uniform. He's gonna be out there in a fleece and some trousers. They ain't gonna see his tats in a sweater. Like, they ain't gonna see his tats. But I'm saying, look at Tiger Woods. Still was hated on. It's golf. I mean, that's. I that's I mean there's, there's no dodging that for sure. Like he can play fucking bowling. It'll be somebody in the crowd like fuck you, J.R. Smith. Nah, you know it's, it's just it's just it's just what it is. Um, he might receive some backlash. Mike, I don't, I don't I don't imagine I don't know. But it ain't like it's golf. Not really a heckling sport for the most part. The motherfuckers be quiet when niggas is putting. Don't nobody say shit on the golf course to nobody. Tiger Woods has been. They've thrown racial slurs at Tiger Woods, like whether they're whether you're in the crowd, whether it's the other golfers. Like it's a boy, like it's like one of them clubs. It's like you. I mean, I, I think J.R. Smith is prime, man. He's been a, a professional basketball player for a number of years. I'm pretty sure he's heard his fair share of bullshit from fans and the media. Like I don't think it's nothing in the media that's been said about J.R. Smith already that ain't going to be that has been said. Like I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like he just coming up, you just figuring out who he is. He been J.R. Smith. He he's been the same guy. And I think in his later years in life, he's more relaxed and calm. So they could bring up stuff that he's done before, but what the fuck does that matter now? Like I, I think he's good. We shall see.
We knew that about me already, nigga. What's next? You know what I'm saying? I just hit a hole in one yesterday. But you want to talk about when I was with Melo in a fight in New York at MSG yeah. 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, they want to talk about... we. I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's golf, and it's just a different media circuit. And uh, I mean, I, I just wish weed is the, legal now, so go ahead. <laughs> I just wish him the best, though. Uh, and at the end of the day... Shit is different. I'm pretty sure in five years, maybe 10, we'll be watching a, a doc on how hard J.R. Smith had it in the golf world. We're going to be hot. I'm just saying. I see it coming. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure Phil Mickelson roll up one or two, man. But that's the thing; <laughs> they all do. It's just, it's just they, 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 they hate us. All them dudes, they, they smoke weed or do whatever. Like they just, they just hate the sight of us. I mean, you just, you just gotta walk in your steps, man. Regardless of you know the bullshit that may lay ahead, that's what you're gonna do. I think he's gonna be good. They might try to say they little one too, but I don't really think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna stop or hurt nothing. Shout out to J.R. Smith, man. Teach me how to golf, nigga. I don't know. I don't even you don't even know if he's nice or not. Just cause he got on this, just cause he got on the gear. You can't be on the team and not be nice, bro. Like them rich niggas be golfing all the time for money. Yeah. I don't know why it's golf, but and not pool, maybe. Like, but rich niggas love to play golf and gamble on golf for whatever reason. You ready to get it to the fuck what you doing? Uh yeah, man. Can I please be blessed with the smooth sounds of JJ Ice Fish, please? Cause this nigga here, boy. Hey, hey. This one right here, boy. What episode is this again? Episode 192. Podcast Brothers episode 192. This fuck is you doing? This one's a doozy. This one is probably one of the funniest slash saddest stories that you probably come across. There have been athletes before who have made this unfortunate move. And I just want to give you one or two examples uh, before I get to the next to the next victim of this this terrible business decision. You have Noel Nerlens. Noel Nerlens, I don't know who the fuck he plays for now, but he's a professional basketball player. Once upon a time, he played for the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe he still does. I don't know. I think he with the Knicks. He with the Knicks. Okay. Once upon a time, he was with the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks offered Nerlens Noel a four-year, $70 million contract which he declined to test the market. Well, the market was pretty dry for Nerlens Noel's this season, and he returned to the Dallas Mavericks, but not for the once-offered four-year, $70 million deal. This deal was for one year, $4 million, or like $5.4 million. He fired his agent immediately after that, <laughs> as he should. Next up, the infamous... Latrell Sprewell. Yes, right. Latrell Sprewell. Latrell Sprewell was offered a three-year, $21 million deal by the Minnesota Timberwolves in which Latrell Sprewell replied, how do you expect me to feed my kids with that? The following year, he had no contract offers and he had zero NBA money. Which brings me to the next victim of dumb business decisions made in the NBA. And he goes by the name of Dennis Schroeder. 
Now, Mr. Dennis Schroeder was two years ago the second runner-up for the Sixth Man of the Year award behind Montrez Harold when he was playing for Oklahoma City Thunder. Montrez Harold was playing for the Los Angeles Clippers. Both of those guys decided the, fo- the following year to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Both had subpar performances. Uh, Montrez Harold opted into his uh, next year contract, which was worth like $9.7 million with the Lakers, which he was ultimately traded to the Washington Wizards for Walter Westbrook. But Dennis Schroeder was offered a four-year, $84 million deal by the Los Angeles Lakers, despite us being bumped off in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Mr. Schroeder felt as though that deal wasn't good enough, and he sought to seek $100 million for his basketball ethic. Sure, test the market. Well, free agency came through like a goddamn hurricane. Everybody was getting paid. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls, four years, 80 million. Uh, motherfucking uh, Trey Young got the four-year extension from the Buck from the Hawks, 207 million. It's wild money being flown around. Players is getting picked up. Checks is getting cut. Teams is getting new players, new money. Nobody offered Mr. Shooter anything after he declined the Lakers' four-year, $84 million deal, except for one team, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and do you want to know what they offered that man? Instead of the four-year, $84 million deal that he could have had and to be on the potential championship competing team the upcoming season, Mr. Shooter was only offered one contract from the entire NBA from the Boston Celtics for one year, and $5.6 million. And we all know that the Boston Celtics are not in championship contention. Fucking loser. So you go from making $20 million a year to making this one year, and you know there's, this money is also taxed, so you got a $5.6 million contract. You might not see, you might only see 3.2 at the end of this basketball season. And you go from sunny downtown Los Angeles to cold-ass Massachusetts. <laughs> hey, man, this is just a rainy day story if I ever fucking heard one, man. I'm okay with betting on yourself. Invest in yourself. Seek what you feel you are worth. No problem. But also sometimes when a good deal comes along, you got to fucking take it. You sacrifice $20 million a year for an extra $4 million a year to not get to, to making your negative 17 million. <laughs> like, hmm. It's just, it's terrible, bro. It's terrible. That was a bad business choice. Um, I could imagine if you contemplated suicide once or twice doing this, like it's, I would be extremely pissed at myself for not accepting that deal. And with one of the most favorite franchises in NBA history, and you are going to get paid and potentially win the championship within the next four years on that contract. Dennis Schroeder, please, brother, the basketball world would love to know what the fuck is you doing? Jesus, Lord. Can we play, can we play the video when you get a second? What the fuck are you talking about? Please play the video. Jesus, boy. Oh, oh, Max, oh, no, you almost fall. Go ahead, Max. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um. <laughs> fuck are you doing, man? Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, man. That's crazy, man. Somebody yeah, check man. on uh, Dennis to make sure he okay. He's going to need a psychiatrist with him every game of this season when he looks at when he gets his game checks and realize it's not a third of what he would have been making if he would have signed that contract. Because let me tell you something. We spend that money in our head. We want to take care of family. Who, whoever he has in his life, he thinking about, oh, man, my contract. It's my contract year. I'm about to get 80 to 100 million. This is what we're going to do with it. I'm going to build a house. We're going to do this. And this. He hiked the whole fam up. And now they, ooh, and now y'all gotta get a y'all gotta get a one bedroom condo in Boston. Facts, you gotta understand five million after you tax that. You looking at a little like three? That's still not a lot of money compared to the lifestyle that they live already. Like three million yeah. could probably set me straight for life. But when you already live that lifestyle, three million dollars ain't that. He much. probably three million dollars in debt somewhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> that check. His whole his whole year's salary is wiped the fuck out That's right now. That's a fact, because the way them players spend money, they be like, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. And then right. put all hey, that You know, credit. I got you, baby. Let me get this $100,000 loan. You know, I yeah. play for Celtics. I got a, you. I'm about to get $100 million next year. Like, let me get this loan. Like, okay, you good for it. And then boom. I can pay you, I can pay you 100, a couple hundred thousand back a year. You feel me? I, I got you. Y'all well, as soon as I sign my new contract. He probably in debt with bookies. Cartel bosses, <laughs> they, they coming for your ass, boy. You owe that cake. You got to give it up. And you better hope your wife is uh, not the Chanel bag type, you know, because... Uh, she a white girl. He married to a white girl. She is. She is. Okay. Well, that's the thing. When you're a millionaire and you still got to tell her to watch that, <laughs> don't 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 spend that. Hey, don't spend that account, man. We need that. It's right. That's the rainy day fund. It ain't just spending, Yo, bitch. That's crazy when you a real, a millionaire and you watching that bank account. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, we you got a budget. <laughs> a active, a active young basketball shit, player. You got a budget. Gonna be no shit. Ain't no different from working at fucking Walmart. Exactly. Like, you, I might as well. You still got a budget money the same way. Like, you just got more extravagant shit that you got a budget. This is right. same shit. The life is still expensive. The mortgage, the the rent, all of right. That. You ready to get about it here? You got to pick up the little one, right? Oh, shit. I almost forgot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said something. I definitely do. I still got an hour, though, but I'm like okay. 30 minutes away from where you at. But All yeah, right. we good. All right. Well, this is the podcast, brothers, man. Episode 192, man. <laughs> Episode 192, you dig? Post be- that thing up there. Where we at right now? We on YouTube, Facebook, and what else? Facebook, YouTube, and we on uh, Twitter. Hey, shout out to the good people. You're, it's the podcast brothers back in action. Salute, damn, salute to the code. God damn it, salute to the code. You're rest in peace, code man, all day long.